There we go. How's it going, Ulysses? I uh, was trying to send out invites, multitasking. Busy, busy day if you're a Rays fan. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it's been a minute since we've uh, been on our phones the whole time, hasn't it? It's, it? It feels good to be a Rays fan right now. It feels good to see a guy that has a 294 average, a 900-plus OPS, uh, now 20 bombs, uh, over 50 RBIs, and it's only July 23rd. It's not the end of the season, and those are the numbers. Th- that's uh, it, it's it's so refreshing to see, Kevin. I, I can barely believe it that they actually pull this off. Yeah, you don't uh, hear those numbers from a Rays offensive player. I'm still kind of pinching myself that this actually happened because all, all we hear about is all day. I, I feel like there's people on social media all day is they're just doing doing nonsense trade proposals and 99.9% of it is not going to happen. So I just totally rebuff all of it. And then this time it actually happened. Although I think that uh, people uh, were a little bit too, how should I say this? They, they didn't give the twins enough credit thinking that the Rays could just throw a couple crap prospects at, at the twins and think they can get Nelson Cruz. Like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works here. You're going to have to give up something of substance, something of value to get this. Uh, if you really want to get this deal done, you know, 10 days before the trade deadline or whatever it is. And that's the thing, right? I mean, what we saw on social media was so ridiculous at times because the value that was going to the twins was absurd. It was absurd. I mean, you, you can't give the twins Brett Phillips and Kevin Padlow and then expect Nelson Cruz. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I love Brett Phillips. Love me some Padlow. But but let, come on, let's be serious here. Uh, you can't do that. Uh, so you keep seeing these these fake traits online and you're like, OK, that's obviously not. But that, the, the question of if the race had the pieces available to make this happen, that should never have been in question. And I don't think... Um, we ever said that 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 was the the problem. The Rays have the best farm system. The Rays could be pulling uh, Nelson Cruz type deals and or better three four more times in in, in this year and, and still be be in a good position. That's how deep that farm system is, Kevin. So um, it was never a question of if they have the pieces. Of course they had the pieces, but the things that were being put online were ridiculous. But Having said that, now we actually have seen him take a few at bats uh, in a Rays uniform, uh, a, a pop up, um, I believe a strikeout, a hard hit ball, and a home run. Boom! That's great. That's actually right now. If that home run hadn't happened, the 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 the, the Cleveland Indians or the Cleveland Guardians uh, rather uh, w- would be leading right now. Yeah, let's get to that. What do you think about that name change uh, going from the Cleveland Indians to the Cleveland Guardians? I mean, quite frankly, it took them that long to switch the name, and I'm a little bit bummed. I thought they were going to go with uh, rock and roll music theme, but uh, alas, they didn't, unless there's something to be read into the Guardians. I, I honestly have not read up on why they chose the Guardians. I don't know if you have, but... I did. I actually I did. Uh, apparently, uh, there's this thing called... Uh, guardians of transportation and they are some statues that are in cleveland and in fact if you watch major league in the opening scene of major league it's like little montages of the city of cleveland and one of the first scenes uh one of the first shots is one of these statues of the guardians so that they try to keep it within the city and 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 I, i that's cool i mean if you're from cleveland you understand this you know, just right. like that immediately. So that that's cool that it speaks to with the city. If you're not from Cleveland, it does seem like a little like, are you just trying to pull a Stu Sternberg and you just want to fix half of the jersey? Deans, Indians, Guardians. Right. You're just trying to fix the, the right side of the Do shirt. a little cheapo move there, I guess. <laughs> Is that the idea? Exactly. Um, but no, I mean, if it speaks to people of, of Cleveland, that's 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 what the team is for, and 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 I'm all for that. But uh, it it does seem a little bit from from the outside perspective that you know there were cooler um, 
you know, options there. I, I don't look, I hate spiders. I can't, I cannot handle insects, Kevin. I'm, I'm, I'm the, I, I just was not born, uh, to, to handle those little things. But I did see this fantastic symbol, the sea of Cleveland, but within the sea, like on the outskirts on the top, it became a spider. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's pretty cool that I don't know if you've seen that one. I have not, but where does the spider idea come from? Is Cleveland known for like an influx of spiders? Is there any connection with that? Or was there an old team named the spiders? I never really got that. I think it was an old team that, you know, was a long, long time ago. They were like a professional baseball team in, in Cleveland. And I, Oh, I'm looking it up right now. The team competed at the major league level from 1887 to 1899 first for two seasons as a member of the now defunct American association, followed by 11 seasons in the national league. So honestly, that would have been a pretty cool uh, thing to do for the Cleveland, Cleveland spiders. I mean, that had already been their team name. They would have done a throwback, but I mean, honestly, we we sh- we should always go back and like the Rays like to do when they look at a player, right? They look at their most recent activity. If we look at MLB and its most recent activity, what happened with the Washington Nationals? They didn't go to Washington Senators like they used to be, right? They changed it to the Nationals. Be be the reason that it, it may be. I don't care. But uh, they didn't choose to be called senators. They, they chose to do something else. So I think uh, you, you could have read this and said, okay, well, it's definitely not happening with the spiders. It's going to be something else. Interesting. Interesting. By the way, if the Rays ever change their name, I'm still – I'm going to die on this Rich Hill. Uh, Camp <laughs> Dogies. I think that's what it's got to be. And you have a little oh. star and – you really uh, go for broke with that. I think it's it's ready made for that. Quite frankly, it's actually pretty good. Now, do, do they have to have a stadium in Hillsborough County for this name change to occur, or can they still be in St. Pete and be called the Stogies? <laughs> good question. You know what? Uh, that is a really good point you bring up, and I I'm starting to lean towards it's got to be Hillsborough County. I mean, okay, he is known as. The, uh, you know, Cigar City or, or whatever it may be, I, that's Ybor City, that's Hillsborough County, that's Tampa. So yeah. uh, St. Pete might, uh, what I, I guess their slogan is the Sunshine City or something like that. Like, h- how did they get first on the jump? of that in Florida? I, I never really got that. But. <laughs> well, uh, that's actually funny. I, I actually took a friend of mine um, uh, to do a tour in St. Pete. She really wanted to to see St. Pete, and I took her there. And uh, on the tour, they said that St. Pete is actually the city in all of the U.S. with more days of sunshine than anywhere else in in continental U.S. So I guess that's where they get it. And now, you know, knowing that the name Rays and the Sunburst makes obviously 100% sense. But I I would like your opinion on the Stogies. Does it have to be Stogies? Or can can it be the, the Tampa Bay cigars? Does that you know the Stogie have to be in there? I mean, it could be cigars. Technically, I think Stogie has more of a ring to it, and it's a little mm-hmm. bit has a little bit more punch to it, yeah. if you will. But it, you definitely have to have some kind of cigar logo with a little you know flaming smoke, whatever it may be. I think. Uh, look, I, I I didn't know we were going on this diatribe about uh, <laughs> changes, but uh, let, let's rear back real quickly, if you don't mind, Ulysses, to Nelson Cruz, because again, like I say, I'm still pinching myself. And you know what? One of my first observations of Cruz at 41 years old, man, that bat speed, that quick Ooh. bat, like it almost reminds me of. I don't know if you remember, but I well, I guess growing up in Southern Indiana, Louisville area. Uh, you could always get these like r- miniature Louisville bats and you could like swing yeah. them extremely, extremely hard. I feel like that is what Nelson Cruz is doing with whatever the weight his bat is, 32, 33 ounces at 41 years. Like this, he's got man strength for, for days <laughs> and years. And you know what? I, I think that because there's always been a question of, and there's been teams that have been hesitant to give him a multi-year deal because, well, he's 38 now. No, he's 39 now. And uh, when's the, when's the shoe going to drop, so to speak. But I mean, in his defense is 
when's the last time he played a position? So he doesn't have that wear and tear right. body. He's he's coming up to the plate three or four times a day and for the most part sitting on the bench the rest of the time. So you would think that maybe he has a little bit more, I mean, at least for this year, and if not for next year too, uh, quite a bit of life in that bat, I would say. And, you know, uh, there are guys that can do this up, up to the top of the 40s if they never touch a glove and they can keep pretty fresh. I mean, David Ortiz did not have the best physique in the world, and he got to be 41, 42 as a DH and a very successful DH. I, I, I am not uh, a dietitian by any means or a health educator, but I can, I can, I, I can assure you that Nelson Cruz is in a better shape than David Ortiz. And and so if David Ortiz could do it to 41, 42, I, I mean, Nelson Cruz has got life in him. And you're right. That bad speed is definitely uh, a big part of it. And, you know, on the pregame show, Dog Wechter was um, going through some video with uh, of Nelson. And the, the it's not only the, the quickness of the bat, but the load on the lower uh, part of his body. There isn't a lot of movement. It's just that left foot. Just going up and then down. Just that's it. It's very quiet, and and I think that th- that type of of mechanics, you know, it can be repeated, you know, multiple times. Even if you're in a in a slump, uh, there's not a lot of of things to change. I think that's very good. And again, again, when you're 41, just with everything in life, right? I mean, can, couldn't we guide a, a young college guy through or, or or women through through college and tell them, hey, this is what you need to do. Hey, this is what 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 will make you successful. Just like a 41 year old baseball player, right? A 41 year old knows better his body than a 30 year old than a 25 year old. He knows what works for him, and and so that's how he keeps himself uh, in shape. And I loved this video that um, you know, friend of the program, Trisha Whitaker. Put on her Twitter today uh, of of Nelson and and Arozarena talking uh, uh, bef- uh, while while taking hats uh, before pregame. Love that, Kevin. I, I mean, <laughs> the knowledge, the wisdom that that Nelson Cruz has, and he's now imparting that on Wander Franco, on Arozarena, on all of these guys that that just want to just Taylor Walls. I mean. Tell me that Taylor Walls is not going to be a better, you know, player by having Nelson Cruz and seeing his preparation day in and day out for the next two and a half months. Yeah, that's a really good point there. And you know what? What I really like about, well, I think there's not really much you can't like about Nelson Cruz and what he brings to the table. But um, watching some highlights of him, just the way he can turn on a fastball up and in because of that stance and because of the approach that he has. I mean, in fact, that I mean, the home run that he had uh, tonight, I, I don't know how many other guys in baseball make contact with the way he did and be able to push that out of a ballpark. Like yes. for most guys, that's a single or a double maybe and, and get lucky if it hits off the wall, but for it to carry out, I mean, and you look at the numbers on baseball savant, I mean, the, the, the eye test doesn't lie. You look at his average exit velocity, 95th percentile, max exit velocity, 98th percentile, hard hit percentage, 94th percentile, barrel percentage, 87th percentile. Like all the numbers are great. Uh, you just wonder if like, if he could have found, if he could have figured things out, maybe when he was 24, 25 instead of 28, if he would be on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Because right now he's sitting at 436, well, I guess 437 home runs now, um, over 1,200 RBIs, nearly 1,000 runs, career average of 278, OPS plus 134, OPS 878. Like, his war is, again, he's not going to get any really defensive marks because he is, he is a DH, uh, but at 42, 42 career war, like, what, if he would be on the, I guess, pipeline or pathway of David Ortiz, if he if he figured things out, you know, when he was younger in the Texas organization, um, five hundred home runs speak a, a lot about who you were as a ball player. I think we had a long time ago we were talking about Adam Dunn, I, I, Big Donkey, <laughs> and uh, I think we both were surprised about. 
uh, his his 400 plus home runs, we're like, oh man, he really did dominate. You know, he didn't do anything much other than that. Uh, right, right. But but so 400 don't doesn't have that big you know punch anymore. 500, I, I think 500 still does. I think 500, and it doesn't mean an automatic Hall of Fame, you know, express lane ticket to to Cooperstown, but it definitely helps. Um, and and you're talking about if he figured out a 28. I didn't know this, but he actually is number three on this list with Barry Bonds and Hank Aaron with more home runs after the age of 35. It's Barry Bonds, of course, Hank yeah. Aaron, of course. And then Nelson Cruz. Uh, that's an absurd list to be on. And, and and the fact that this guy just figured it out so late, I mean, so late. We're talking, oh, if he had figured it out at 28, the power stroke came after 35. And, yeah. and, and, you, and like you said, he hasn't played on the field since 2018. Uh, so, uh, I mean, uh, you, you got to think that has to, uh, you know, that has to have helped. Which is kind of weird, Kevin, because not a lot of guys can be DHs. Not a lot of guys can 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 go out there and and just take four four at bats and in between innings talk to uh, a couple teammates, maybe get on the bike for ten minutes before you you, you know you, you're going to go to to have your at bat. It's a difficult it's a difficult uh, position to play, and uh, I don't know if it's a difficult position is the best way of saying it, but it's a difficult role at least. Uh, to be in and this guy is just a professional yeah I think it's it's definitely a difficult role if you've never really done that before if it's I've always been a position player and now you're relegating me to DH that can be really Mm -hmm. a tough ask for a guy but if you've kind of been molded into that role like it's so funny because we I think Evan Klosky alluded to it on today's show was the fact that um, like when's the last time that the Rays have had like a true legitimate DH instead of just revolving? It's been a revolving door of no, today you're going to be a DH today. We're going to give this guy uh, some time off his feet. Like there's never really been that. Oh my gosh. Is it more hungry DH? I mean, Austin Meadows might be the closest thing, but not even that really. No, Kevin, I, I'm, I'm racking my brain here in my, my, in my in-house uh, race knowledge that resides in, in the cranium here. And I'm thinking, and correct me if I'm wrong, but 2012, 2013 with Luke Scott? Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, that's I, – I, I don't believe the race have – after after Luke Scott, because it was a little bit of a you know up and down season w- with him, b- both those years, um, I don't think the race ever pursued another DH type bat. They just like you know what? What if we just use this as a, a rolly top, um, and, and you know you rest here, you rest there uh, position. Yeah, it's it's been a while. Uh, by the way, who do you think had better facial hair, uh, <laughs> Luke Scott or Nelson Cruz? You know, I actually had a tweet about this yesterday. I put Yandy Diaz and, and Nelson Cruz on the side, side to side. I said, uh, freshest of beards because they do have the similar uh, shape of, of beards. But Luke Scott did have the Wolverine look. And I love me some Wolverine. So there will always be some love to Luke Scott for sure. But, hey, I don't know if you're in front of the TV, but ball, the ball game's tied. Men first and second. Joey Wendell. Joey Wendell comes through with a base. Hit to center field. A Rosarena scores. KK goes to third, or did he stop at second? No, he stopped at second. Oh my goodness! Joey Wendell, Mister All Star, comes through the race lead five to four. How about that, Kevin? Well, Ulysses, I'm probably about to see it within the next five to ten seconds because I am on a thirty to forty five second delay, and there it is, shooting it the <laughs> other way to. <laughs> Now I see the action. You listen. You spoiled, you spoiled it for me. And yes, Randy does score. Hey, look! It's so funny because, I mean, man, we have these first two games between the Rays and the Indians. Nice yeah. fourth could be going into extras. I mean, really, really having to grind uh, grind out some victories on the road here if if things hold true there. But um, by the way, I did look up. I did a quick Google search. So. I guess this was in the uh, middle of the pandemic where there was nothing else to write about. So it was just people doing top five and top 10 lists. And mm-hmm. Juan Toribio, who 
who does he write for now? Is he a uh, Dodgers? He, he moved on. Dodgers to- beat. Yeah. Yeah. So he did uh, a listing of the top five designator, uh, designated hitters in Rays history. Uh, he has Greg Vaughn, 2000 to 2002, Johnny Gomes, 2003 to 2008, Jose Canseco, 99 to 2000, Johnny Damon, 2011, CJ Crone in 2018, and some uh-huh. mentions, Paul Sorrento, Cliff Floyd, Willie, uh, Willie Ibar, and uh, your boy, Luke Scott, 2012 and 2013. So that, what, what was number five on that list? CJ Crone, he hit thirty home Crone. runs in twenty eighteen, and then was a DFA'd, right after that. Yeah, yeah, he got DFA'd, and you could see the writing on the wall on that season. Though, I mean, th- he started getting more bench time. G Man Choi, the, the G Man Choi love fest began, and uh, as G Man Choi is uh, batting right now yeah. with uh, a, a one and zero count, uh, it's uh, yeah, that it's true, man. The Rays have never really been DH friendly. But this all changed today, uh, and, and having Nelson Cruz in that, and I, you know, I, I love the mad scientists uh, uh, of Joe Madden and 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 Kevin Cash. I, most of the time, most of the time, I am okay with it, and I can and I can get behind the reasoning. Uh, I don't need to see a lot of tinkering with Nelson yeah. Cruz. Uh, Nelson Cruz is either hitting third or he's hitting fourth. And that's it. And I don't want to see, oh, well, he's not that great against righties. No, you put him there. Because like you said today, that fear intimidating factor of having Nelson Cruz in the third or fourth spot. Oh, oh, let's. Oh, oh, Kevin. Kevin. Well, what just happened here? I'm sitting on a 2-0 count here. Oh, Kevin. What do you think happened? Why do you? Uh, what? What? Choi goes yard. Oh, it was a beautiful thing. G Man Choi three run bomb. He smiles to the dugout. Uh, oh, there it is! Wow, how about that? Does it get over? Yes, it does. What a bomb! Look at him. That's uh, that's like uh, Brandon Lau's wheelhouse, I guess, for a lefty that uh, kind of down and in a little bit, where you can change up on it. Yeah, um, change up then then change enough. I guess not. I guess not, man. So that's uh, some insurance there. Eight to four. Surely, surely the Rays can hold on to that. By the way, who did they, who? So say this score stays at eight to four. Yeah. Are, who are they bringing in to uh, to end this thing? Oh, I'd bring Fairbanks in. I mean, okay. I, I like I've liked the last. I think the last three outings of his have been scoreless so that's a nice little change of pace maybe maybe i'm short changing him in his the last five instead of the last three but whatever i'm just gonna say three and the the way that he has been pitching lately you got to give him a little bit more confidence and an eight to four scene i think it's a great way of doing that um and here's your boy nelson cruz uh, uh, up to bat boomstick love that nickname yeah g-man Choi was due it's been a while since uh I mean, he hasn't really shown the power this year yeah. uh, with that. So, yeah, man, it's so – look, having Nelson Cruz just makes everybody's job easier. It makes Kevin's yes. job easier. Look, you, you insert him lefty, righty, third or fourth in the line, maybe fifth. Middle of the order. Middle of the order against every pitcher. It's not that hard, quite frankly. Uh, and again, like I'm not gonna, you know, it's very easy for, for to, to see things 2020 or whatever, but – you got to think when he has G-Man Choi or Nelson Cruz, who do you think the pitcher doesn't want to face? Yeah. Nelson Cruz or G-Man Choi? No, he's going to take G-Man Choi. So, I mean, I mean, those are the little things that we were talking about earlier. Uh, just having him in the middle of the lineup, it makes the people behind him and, and in front of him way better. Yeah, it, everybody is going to benefit. Yeah, I don't know if uh... – Whitgren just didn't have commander controller was totally pitching around Nelson Cruz there because I believe he just walked him walked to Nelson Cruz on four straight pitches. So that's what you can yeah. be dealing with. And you know what? I think it was emphasized Evan Klosky, so many others have touched on it. Um, just the need for a strong righty bat against left-handed pitchers. Um, really, who was that that one guy that we could truly rely upon against lefties? Mike Zanino. He's not playing every day. And do we really expect him 
as good as he was in the first half, all-star, not taking anything away from him, but does he keep up that current pace and current track? And even if he does, you can't just put all your eggs into one basket, one guy. You have to have some diversification there. Multiple guys, if one guy is uh, is in a slump or whatever it may be, that, okay, we know that this guy is, is really good against lefties too. And, and, and honestly, the, the biggest thing that I think um, – you've got to mention with Zanino is look the, he's a catcher too. And, and we yeah. talked about this uh, with, with, with Blake hunt. Um, he, you know, it's kind of being a two way player. It really is. And I, I think there has been a lot of l- learning and, and as a fan to understand that look, batting average is, and, and, and how the guy handles the stick is, is not, everything when you have to talk about a catcher i mean they they do way more than than a right fielder for example uh the right fielder should should definitely have have a a heavy stick but the the catcher does so much more than than getting on a box and so are you really going to expect a guy that has to crouch you know for nine innings to to be the threat against a left uh hander pitcher no you you can't do that especially because he's been doing so well the whole first half you also expect it on on the rest of the season i think it's it's a little bit um too much to ask but that's why the nelson cruz acquisition just makes this team so much better And, and again with a guy like brett phillips now still in the roster uh, tell me Nelson Cruz in the eighth or ninth inning with a double, right? And and yeah. and, 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 and say the, the score was four four, and he just dry, dry, drives uh, gets a walk or gets a, a single or a double. Boom! You have Brett Phillips there for, uh, to, to to go to second because that kind of bat is so playable. Oh my goodness! But you know what? When Brett Phillips does good things, we have to highlight them. And Nelson can run. Well, he's been sitting on the bench the last decade, so I would hope he's got some juice left in it. Check that out. Check that out when it happens. The the 30 percentile, so it's not the absolute worst. But, hey, for 41, look, I can guarantee he's faster than Jose Molina. Mm -hmm. That one there. See, I'm on a delay, so it's so tough, but I just saw the base knock from Phillips. Yeah, okay. All right, I see you, Cruz, going first to third. Barely. Yeah, he got there. Got there, though, so <laughs> I wouldn't mind uh, being up by five instead of four with that. Uh, yeah. By the way, it's so funny because it's like, uh, wow, Ulysses, we've gone 27, 28 minutes without mentioning the fact that there was another race trade that was made yeah. today with uh, Rich Hill going to the New York Mets, and in return, the Rays, I guess, saved a couple hundred thousand dollars, got a double a catcher and matt dyer and also uh brought back former Rays reliever tommy uh tommy hunter who is uh out with a back issue but um what is your uh, quick take on uh, that trade uh i on i i get where people are coming from with the salary dump but it it honestly wasn't a salary dump and and you know me kevin you know me since, since 11 years ago i am not shy of calling Stu on his bullcrap on saving a penny here and a penny there i i am not afraid of saying anything like that this is not that this is not that at all we've talked about having so many players that you need roster spots. You need roster spots. And Luis Patino, uh, yeah, he might not have the the, the 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 greatest two last two outings, but the stuff is there. And he has nothing else to prove in AAA. He needs a spot in the majors. Rich Hill is that spot. And and and, and you're like, oh well, what about Chris? Well, you know, Chris Archer also, and Nick Anderson also. I mean, there are so many guys, and you have only a limited. Uh, amount of spots available so yeah you have to do that and guess what if you look at 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 rich hills like i think last six or seven starts they haven't been great they haven't really been great in june and july so uh, but you add that to the list and you know what if you can get something from a 41 year old who by the way has exceeded any and every all of expectations that i had 
I, I, and I, and I think it can, I can, you know, bunch you in, in there, uh, Kevin. I, I think he has exceeded expectations. All of them, Rich Hill, get something, get that lottery ticket with, with, with a catching prospect. Why not a double A that hasn't hit a lot? Sure. I don't care. That's just, you know, make him, make him learn from, from, uh, next to Blake Hunt. And, and 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 Brett Sullivan and, and and Ford Proctor, those are the things. I'm, why not? I think that I am completely okay with this trade. And besides, one last thing, that just means that something's coming. Uh, yeah, 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 not only Luis Patino, but I feel like you can't really judge this Rich Hill acquisition until August first. At, at the earliest, right? I mean, you, yeah. can, you can get a better sense of it after August first, but the earliest you can determine if this was a good or not trade is on, on August first. I agree, and it's. I think it's one of those things where okay, you might save a buck here and there, but I feel like Rich Hill is a ticking time bomb at the point of he's already thrown this many innings. At this age, compared to, I mean, he's basically thrown as many innings this year as he has combined the last two years. And I think that teams, especially in the AL East, have probably started to figure out and figure out how to attack him. And you consider all the the home run heavy right-handed lineups of the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. I guess you can throw the Yankees in there. I mean, there's a lot of games these last couple months against uh against ALE's foes and um I it wouldn't have surprised me if he was still on the roster and the race threw him out there if you had a lot of oh Rich Hill gave up uh, five earned runs in three innings what just happened here like uh, Christian Vasquez went yard at Fenway Park or JD Martinez or you know insert pretty much any Blue Jays player like I feel like (laughs) they're getting something uh they're they're getting something for him rather than nothing. Although I'm a little bit, I don't really understand taking on Tommy Hunter because I understand that the back issue is relatively serious unless, unless the Rays think that he'll be healed up in time for a deep postseason run. Maybe that's the idea and why they would, because I, I would have thought that they would try to open up a 40 man roster spot in addition, but by bringing on Tommy Hunter, you're in essence replacing Rich Hill's 40 man spot. Well, and, and I think that's why, you know, it's not a, um, a salary dump, right? Because I think the difference between Tommy Hunter, the money owed, and what's owed to Rich Hill is essentially the same. It's like $100,000, $200,000 more. Um, uh, more, more that is owed to Rich Hill. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're saving 200k, but I mean, I don't think the. the I, right. I, I, again, I, it's not a move like that. I think it's just basically the Mets and the Rays looking at each other as like, hey, you want to trade bad contracts ish? Um, we we need a guy to eat up innings uh, in in Queens. Like we we literally have three starting rotation guys right now. Like we need people and the rays are like you know what we could actually use a spot instead of rich hill what if we just gave that to luis patina uh well i mean he needs the time he needs he needs the spot so i think honestly that that's why tommy hunter is coming just because you know the mets are not that dumb um and uh and they're not just going to 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 allow to keep paying you know tommy hunter's you know 60 day il money when the rays can and so I think that's that's what that is. But it's interesting. Maybe, maybe, maybe. look, uh, I will never doubt ever again um, pitching uh, acquisitions by the race. I think yeah. if, if, if they have earned a little bit of leeway and by a little bit, I mean a moderate amount of leeway is in their pitching acquisitions. Ne- never doubt the race with their pitching acquisitions. Uh, first see them and see them for a while. Yes. And if after a while, you know, they turn out to be Dana Evelyn or Steve Getz, then you're like, oh, okay, well, they 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 bumped the the, the shrimp boat on this one, but it, it, they they usually don't. So so that that's that's what that's how I I look yeah. at it. Well, Matt Whistler is definitely an example of that. I mean, so yep. many, and I know it's different reliever starter, but usually if if the Rays are you know offering you a contract in free agency. Um, and you have a chance to better yourself and, and kind of take their words and take their heat and, and advice and 
uh, improve your numbers, definitely take that opportunity. So uh, good stuff, Ulysses. So you're, you're still on the record that uh, even with this Rich Hill trade, uh, I mean, is, is there going to be another blockbuster trade for the Rays? I guess on the show you said there wasn't, but that was before the Rich Hill trade went yeah. So is that foreshadowing in another, okay, they're going after a big arm or they're going after a big bat or they're going after a big something? Don't you dare say the name. Don't you dare say that name. I know you want to. I know you want to get me angry. Uh, Charlie Morton? <laughs> or Max Oh, man. I don't know which name. You know, I, I, I saw Charlie on Friday. Uh, you know, obviously everybody did, but I, I was at the battery over there in um, in Atlanta. And, man, he looked good. He looked good. And, and he would look good. In, 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 oh, imagine those two acquisitions for the Rays in 2021, Charlie Morton and Nelson Cruz. And you get Charlie Morton at a discount because you get him what? for seven mil 6.5 mil basically what you paid archer for this whole year where he has basically pitched four innings that's what you would pay that's what you would pay charlie morton and also he's a postseason kind of pitcher i i think look if i if i could have my cake and then eat it too and then have seconds yeah that's the guy i want i want charlie morton because he knows the team he wants to be there he has been – I mean, it's everything is just beautiful for, for that to work out is Charlie Morton. Now, if you're disposing of a 41-year-old, do you want to bring in a 37, 38-year-old? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I don't think age is that much of, uh, of an issue if you're still producing because Nelson Cruz is still producing, and I don't care – if he's 41, Nelson Cruz right now is hitting a lot better than a, than than a lot of 23 year olds in in the uh, in the show. And Pete Fairbanks is up pitching for the Rays with a six run lead. And no. guess what? That is no longer the case. Did uh, Johnson, whatever his first name is, just hit a bomb off Fairbanks? I'm on a delay here. Like I said, Please uh, that happened. It's uh, it was. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, is, is it gonna go out? Is it gonna go out? Yes, it went out. Okay. Hey, at least uh, Fairbanks has uh, he's got a little insurance. Uh, yeah, five runs or so. See, now. this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm 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 not ready to trust Pete Fairbanks. I know the race fandom has this crush slash fetish for crazy eyes, but I just unless he gives me like ten straight zeros. Uh, outings i'm not ready to trust this guy like look he had a six run lead and you know i I know a solo bomb okay sure i'll take the solo bomb uh but i won't take the solo bomb in a five to four game you know a couple things i mean really you should be wiping out this bottom of the order of the indians i think we've made that clear but i will say in fairbanks defense a little bit when you have a six run lead you're a little bit maybe more aggressive or tend to attack hitters and try yeah. different things out instead of a one or two run lead where it's like, oh, it's true. We're still up by basically a touchdown here. Not quite a touchdown, but you, <laughs> right. You, you a safety of, and a three pointer, right? Yeah. You're not as <laughs> locked in as you would be in a safe situation or whatever it may be with that. I had another point. Oh yes. Uh, real quickly. Um, I did want to mention this, you know, I, I think that, I am getting to the point where I don't think the Braves are going to deal Morton unless like they lose, you know, five, six games in a row before the trade deadline because they're basically deadlocked with the Phillies for second in the East. I know they're four and a half back of the Mets, but I mean things can change pretty quickly in that division. Um the Braves would probably try to add a couple bats or arms elsewhere. Like I think they might really try to go for it, uh, or at least try to secure a wild card spot as opposed to giving up on Charlie Morton. But I could be wrong on that. Uh, I'll say this, you know, maybe a a secret trade partner for the Rays might be the Marlins. I know there's been talk of Pablo Lopez or somebody else just throwing that out there. The Marlins Marlins definitely are not in the playoff conversation. That's for sure. At uh, 41 and 56. Yeah, no, and you're right. And, and, And look, it's four and a half away with the Mets getting Rich Hill, like, I mean, it's not like the Mets are running away with it. 
by any sort of, of, of the imagination here. I mean, four and a half games that can, you know, quickly disappear. But if you look at that division, the Phillies are tied with the uh, Atlanta Braves and, and the Nationals don't sleep on them either because they're seven games behind. So, yeah, that that whole NL East is basically a, 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 a menage a trois. Yeah, uh, waiting to happen, and and so I uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's it would have to depend on the next what seven games. I mean, who do the who do the 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 Braves have in the in their in their next few games? Because if, if they go head to head, oh, and I just looked it up. So they have the Phillies this weekend. Then they have the Mets for four games. Oh no, for five games. One, two, three, four, five. And then Milwaukee on that thirtieth and thirty first. So, uh, yeah, Charlie Martin could come home. Yeah, Kevin, look, it, three games, no, four games against the Phillies. They won last last night, so they got three left with the Phillies, and then five games against the Mets. By by the thirtieth, if things have gone horribly wrong for the Braves, Charlie Morton could be wearing uh, Rays blue. And I think uh, are the Braves losing to the Phillies five to one right now. If yeah, I have that correct. So you do yeah, in the ninth. Yeah, so honestly, I mean, the Braves. Any of these teams, they they better have contingency plans because you don't want to lose. Like if you're, you can be out of it quick. I mean, you can yeah. be in it quick. You can be out of it quick, and you don't want to miss an opportunity to get some assets instead of like, well, we just have Charlie Morton on his swan song, and we can't get anything for him. I I don't know. Could they get a comp B pick if you retired? I, well, I don't even. Uh, no, if you retire, I don't think you can. It has yeah. to be signed by another team. But I, I want to kind why of why even take that risk? You know exactly why take that risk. Oh, um, I want to put you on the spot uh, for you. Let's say Charlie Morton is available come the 29th because everything went wrong for for the Braves. They lost three out of five or four out of five against the Mets. Right? Yeah. What are you willing to pay the Braves for Charlie Morton? Ooh. What Good do you give up? Question. There's no Joe Ryan. There's no Drew Strott, man. Are you are you throwing uh, Vidal Brujan for Charlie Morton and saying, yeah, uh, here you go. Have Ozzy Albies and Vidal Brujan in the middle of your field with Donsby Swanson and, and Austin Riley? I mean, the, mm-hmm. now the Braves look like a powerhouse to me. Yeah, I would not give up. I definitely would not give up uh, Wander. I definitely would not give up Fidel Bruhan. Definitely would not give up Shane Boz. Definitely would not give up Xavier Edwards. I would give them Greg Jones. I would Ooh. somebody that's on the major league roster. So maybe something in combination. I would give you a. I know Kevin Padlow joke inserted here, but uh, Padlow, Greg Jones, and uh, who's another pitcher that's high up on the system, but a long way away from the majors, maybe a a set. Tobias Myers? Something like that. Uh, 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 Tobias Myers, he's dominating in double A, or Tommy Romero, who just got uh, promoted to triple A. Um, okay, I see where you're coming from. I, I was thinking from. of more of a, a pitcher that is like three, four years away that's like an A-ball or low A-ball. Oh, like a Jaden Murray type. Yes, perhaps. something. I, I don't know if you know that would, get, uh, th- that would get the ears perking on the Braves, but I, I think you would definitely have to give up at least one top 10 prospect and a top 20 prospect um, and maybe definitely take on the salary. Um Maybe a major leaguer. Like, I mean, what does it take to get Cruz? Uh, probably a similar haul, if not more so. In fact, you'd probably have to give up more because everybody is in the market for a starting pitcher. Everybody yes. is in the market for a front-line, top-line, playoff, battle-tested uh, starting pitcher. By the way, the Rays won 10-5. to 5. That's great. Whereas, like, how many – not to say that Nelson Cruz didn't have suitors, but – the White Sox were pretty set at DH. The Red Sox are pretty set at DH. The Yankees, the Blue Jays are pretty set at DH. The Astros are pretty set at DH. I guess the the Padres kicked the tires on them, but I mean, where's he going to play? So, but uh, there there's going to be a every playoff team would be in on Charlie Morton. So you're going to have to really sweeten that deal. Uh, That's but, the problem. Yeah. That's the so. issue. 
you you look you look at okay Drew Straub and Joe Ryan we talked about it today I don't think you're you're you I don't I think you're going to be a happy camper if you're a Twins fan if you're a Twins fan and you look today we got Joe Ryan and Drew Straubman for Nelson Cruz awesome I think that's how you should feel you, yeah of course me- melancholy aside and 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 fandom um, you know favorite aside I think that's the way that you should look at it right um, but that has to be cheaper than charlie morton so yeah i I, look i I put this on twitter the other day uh, to our our buddy dylan short uh host of the locked on braves uh podcast and i told him um can we start the conversation with kevin patlow uh for for charlie morton is that fair and he goes let's start with a rosarena and we'll 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 start talking so i'm like okay Hey, yeah, but you know what? That might be what it takes. And if you consider, I know there's a Rosarena mania, but let's also be honest. Well, I guess the the Braves desperately need outfield help too right now. Mm -hmm. So, and ready-made outfield help for next year and beyond. That might be. That might have to be the deal. That might have to be a component of the deal. And and let's also remember the amount of outfield types or guys that can play outfield adequately. For the Rays, like Josh Lowe is going to be, I mean, he's basically kicking on the door right now, unless, you know, you want to trade Josh Lowe to the Braves if they would take him. I don't know what they're looking at as far as the complexion of their roster, but it, it might have to be a straight up Randy for, for Charlie type of deal, something along those lines where I'm sure, you know, maybe, maybe the Braves throw in an outfield prospect or something like that. But uh, I I it, it or, or maybe meeting somewhere in the middle, like definitely Kevin Padlow, not enough. A Rosarina, maybe too much. Who knows? But again, if if but okay, well, I got you. Okay, I got you. How I about the other thing too is, um, I mean, we didn't really mention this, but Charlie Morton isn't the only starting pitcher theoretically on the market. So there is. There are some I, okay. Well, you know, you don't want to take you, you don't want to take our deal. Then we'll move on to the Rockies. We'll move on to the Marlins. We'll move on to right this other team that is not playing for a playoff spot, and they want they want prospects. So I, I, I want you to act. I, I want you to act like Alex Antipolis or Antipolis. Yeah. I don't know what what how do you pronounce his last name, but I'm sure I butchered that. But how about Kevin Padlow? Hold with me. Call with me, Kevin Padlow. And Manny Margot for Charlie Morton. Ooh. Uh, I think you're going to have to give a little bit more than that. It's it too light. Better it's prospect. too light. Yeah. Okay. I know I know the Braves really need outfield help right now. I mean, we <laughs> mentioned how porous their outfield is with the injury to – They're playing uh, Guillermo Heredia, bud. Like, I mean, yeah. they're playing Orlando. It's not even the worst one. It's, uh, it's uh, Arcia and, I mean – I can't even remember the other guy that was out there too. Camargo, I think they've even played there, like in, 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 in the outfield. Like it's not good. Oh, Jock Peterson, they just got. But I mean, Manny Margot would really help that defense. Yeah, you know what? It, it might take. Okay, how about it, it? Might Greg Jones and Manny Margot that might get it done? Quite frankly. Okay. Okay. So, and okay. the rate. Let's be honest. I know, there's look every every minor league prospect that we've interviewed has. Uh, hyped up Greg Jones' athleticism and abilities, and I don't deny that. But he also is a 23-year-old at A ball, and there's also uh, shortstop's name or, or middle infielder's name Brandon Lau, Wander Franco, Vidal Bruhan, Xavier Edwards. Uh, list goes on and on and on. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the Rays have plenty of those. Really, there's I mean. a position of strength where you can deal from. And Greg Jones, not just a middle infielder, but he can also play center field, or at least he's been. Uh, talked about in that role so that could be the other option too where you're essentially hey we're giving you these two players you figure out how you want to position them and go from there so that yeah i think it would have to take something like that to get it done um as well so we're definitely gonna have to put that as a poll i'd like that do you agree that charlie morton for uh uh manny margot and 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 greg jones would 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 make it uh would make it happen i like that yeah very good well hey ulysses i we usually only go you know 30 yeah. minutes on this, but I love the content you know we might have to bring that up 
On the uh, traditional pod, the uh, Charlie Morton trade idea, and bring that up to uh, Evan Klosky on Friday's show as well. I guess, well, uh, trade deadline might be over by then. Or yeah, that's true. So a lot of things could happen in the next week or so. We'll just going to uh, be exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. I mean, this is the time where you can really go on your laptop and, 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 and just check out trade values and trade propositions. Yes. Don't get too caught up in it, but really do have some fun, especially if you're in the position that the Rays are in where they're, they're headed to the playoffs. Once again, it's, it's a good time to be a Tampa Bay Rays fan. Hey, Stu Sternberg doing all he can to build up some goodwill with Dane <laughs> Castor and uh, the county commissioners and the city council. Hey, we're trying to bring you a ring and uh, yeah. sort of. We're, hey, we're taking on loads of money with Nelson Cruz and we're really going for it here. So uh, we'll see with that. Okay, That's very, right. very good, Ulysses. Uh, I guess we'll talk uh, Sunday night or Monday. And, and as you alluded to, uh, Blake Hunt, uh, who is one of the top prospects in the Rays organization, a uh, top catching prospect, if I believe uh, I'm correct, according to multiple outlets, he will be a guest on the show next week. So that's a little that's peek. right. Uh, and a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, we have already done the interview, and uh, man, I don't speak. I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn in saying that that dude is one of the brightest baseball people I've ever talked to, or encountered and uh he's going to have a very successful i think baseball career on the field and off the field as well that guy has manager written all over him uh player development coach type of guy a hundred percent and he's only what 23 years old uh yeah he's just uh really advanced for his age for sure it's going to be a great episode actually no we're going to uh split it into two episodes because he gave us a lot of content so It'll be really good uh, for race fans to tune in, tune in to both of those. Yeah, not bad for a guy uh, straight out of high school playing no. professional baseball. Yeah, uh, Move over, Kevin Cash. Somebody wants their job. <laughs> Blake Hunt wants to be a player or coach. Uh, there we go. All right, Ulysses, talk to you later. Have a good one. Enjoy this uh, Rays win. That's now uh, how many in a row? I, I forget. That's how good they are. I forget. I think it's four, right? Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Speaking of four, I think, unless I'm mistaken, Brandon Lau has struck out just four times in the last eight games. It's, uh, look, I'm, 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 I, 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 you know, I love to hunk my own horn all the time. This is one I can really uh, do it in because I said buy Brandon Lau stock when he had like a six game thing going on. Yes. And boy, has he been on fire the last 20 games or so. It's been such a joy to watch. This is the guy that can carry a team. For God's sakes, Kevin, he's hitting 290. 290 in the last 16 or 17 games. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. And I looked at some video of him, and he seems to have really kind of figured out his stance. He's not, his hands are more settled and still, whereas before a couple months ago, he had, I don't want to say it's. Gary Sheffield is over-exaggerated for sure. <laughs> too much herky-jerky in there. And his approach has changed, too. He's he's going middle, middle away instead of trying to yes. heal and pull off everything, especially those uh, pitches down in a way where he's definitely shown more plate discipline. So really good uh, from that perspective. And, and you got to kind of have that approach, especially um, as teams start to shift against you. And, I mean, his, his OPS, I mean, we can – Talk about the average and how it's only, you know, 215, 216, but his OPS is, I mean, darn near 800. So he's, he's yeah. going to uh, pick things up there. All right. For sure. Ulysses, talk to you later. Have a good one. Enjoy. You as well, buddy. Take care. Have a good weekend. Talk to you All Sunday. Right. You Bye-bye. too. Bye.